welcome back to the next a podcast helps you get to the next whatever it is you need to move into today we're talking about being a quitter but it's not what you think Today's podcast on To The Next is Quitter. This is a hard yet eye-opening look about parents and how we abdicate our responsibilities, whether you're a mom or a dad. And this is a kind of a creative liberty takeoff on a sermon that was given in our church, Generations Christian Church by Pastor Johnny Scott, our lead pastor. It was so good that it needs to be shared even if it's paraphrased a little creative liberty um, injected. It's, about, it's a podcast about parents, adult children mainly. However, children of all ages are affected by parents that quit. For this podcast purpose, we'll focus on parents with adult children. So stay tuned to the next as we learn the greatest sin that we can commit as a parent. Did you know that God's Word has all things, all the things we would never expect to read about? Murder, rape, adultery, incest. You ever read Song of Solomon's? That's racy for sure. I mean, that talks about things that would just be like, that's not Christian, but it really is. After, I mean, aren't Christians like perfect people? Aren't we perfect? We don't do anything wrong. We look down at everything and everyone that's not a Christian. Isn't that what we do as Christians? I know. Unfortunately, yeah. Whatever the image you have, um, I mean, I think every time I think of Dana Carvey's character, um, the church lady on Saturday Night Live, remember oh, that? Yeah, that's good. I don't know any yeah. church ladies, to be honest with you. I don't. I, I don't know. I might be able to like name a few, but I won't do that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this podcast. No. Um, but, but here's the thing. I encourage you to take a second look. Um, take, a, take a look again, because everyone is broken. Everyone. We are. And... Um, Again, everything is predicated on God's word. All laws, rules, regulations, morals, ethics are based on it. Without it, what happens? Mm, craziness, right? Pure chaos and nothing to base any of our decisions or, or anything on. So today we're talking about quitter. And uh, 2 Samuel 13, the whole chapter. I'm just going to say you need to read it. Um, mm-hmm. It tells this story in, in great detail. Um, here are some, some of the highlights, or if you will, some of the lowlights of um, 2 Samuel 13. So everybody knows D- King David is, as who, right? David. Right. And yep. what was his, his, his triumph, his victory? Goliath. David and Goliath, right? He put a oh, stone in sling. Of something, course, right? yeah. But, yes. So what is, his, what is he also known for? The biggest tragedy. Mm-hmm. Bathsheba. Remember, he saw the beautiful woman bathing from rooftop to rooftop, and then he had to he had to have her, and he did, and then he he had her husband killed in battle. Yes, most people think that's his right. greatest sin. Right, but it's not. It's not, as we learned. So David had many children, sons in this case, and as a father, this is where it hits home for me. So I'm gonna really kind of um, dive in um, from a, a fatherly perspective. But mothers as well, if you're a single mother, um, be cautious, right? 
Mm-hmm. So um, the brief story of 2 Samuel 13 is um, David had many, many sons, and Absalom, Abnon, and Tamar. So Tamar was um, the sister of Absalom. Um, I want to really encourage you to read the story because I, I won't do it justice. But here's the highlight. Sin ensued, incest occurred, and all laws, the Israeli laws at the time were broken. And Tamar, the woman, the sister, the daughter-in-law, um, ended up being a desolate woman. Now, what does desolate mean? Briefly, it means a state of bleak and dismal emptiness. Mm, that's crazy. Can you imagine being desolate No. in everything, right? I mean, when you think like those times that you go through difficulty and you feel isolated, but that had to be awful. Yeah, and this is all in the family, right? Mm -hmm. They're all family. So, basically, Tamar was raped by her brother, and... It was a big secret, or so they thought. Absalom knew. Absalom was Tamar's brother. But what they didn't know was David found out. He was outraged, King David. And as all dads would be, what did he do about it? I hope he had, like, deep conversations, right? Like, wouldn't you be like, we need to talk. You correct like, your children. Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner, and it's just you and I, we're going to have a conversation. Right. You right. know what he did? What? Nothing. He did nothing about it. Two years went by. Absalom offered an opportunity for um, David, King David, to engage. But he refused. And then another three years went by. We're talking five years now. Then finally war broke out between Absalom, who was a king in his own right, mm. but he was King David's true heir. So that war resulted in Absalom's death. Mm. So Crazy. the dad... The parent never engaged. He quit. Mm. David's biggest sin, King David's biggest sin, was he quit. He quit on his sons. He quit on his daughter-in-law. He quit on his family. And the family imploded. They destroyed themselves from the inside. So why do you you think he he quit? I mean, like, we say he quit because we, we see the story. But... If we can put ourselves in King David's shoes, do you think he quit because he was worried about uh, the arguments and the back, the backlash? And yes. I'm my own son, and I can, I'm my, I have my own life. I can do whatever the heck I want to do. Well, don't you think that's yeah. King David probably quit what he was thinking? He didn't want to be. He didn't want his children to remind him of his own sins. Hmm. Nobody likes to be called out. Nobody be, likes to be reminded of their own sins. Well, that's true. And we're right? all sinners, right? We all, so, we're all broken. We're all broken. Right. right. And, but that doesn't give us an excuse to abdicate our greatest responsibility as parents. For sure. So, there was a war. Absalom was killed. David lost his true heir and beloved son and never, ever fixed the problem. His mm-hmm. final words on this this particular situation it wasn't what you thought it would be like oh, i wish i could have saved my family i could have fixed something um uh, you got to understand the heart the state of david's heart when he made this comment he said 
And he's, he's screaming. He ran from the, the messenger across the tower gate. He's standing in the window of, the, of the, the castle. And he's saying, Oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom. If only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Mm. The grief in that is too right. much to bear. He quit. Mm. So, so sad. Mm. Why do we have children? Oh my we have, gosh, right? I mean, God's plan is for us to be married. That's an easy question for me. I mean, I, I wanted kids before I was married to you, knowing I wanted to have kids with you. I'm glad you said that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, God's plan is for us to be married and to procreate. And procreate means produce young, reproduce, right? We want to make Absolutely. something beautiful. Yeah. Our, and our kids our are so beautiful. boys were beautiful. They still are today. So, so beautiful. And we want to love something we don't yeah. think we can love something more than we have that our spouse right. and then our first child and then we like we can't love anything more than our and then you have the second one you're like, like oh my gosh maybe we should have 10 right we want to teach them <laughs> you we said wanna... right maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> did i agree to 10 children <laughs> too late now um, we want to teach them we want to protect them we want to raise them and, and and we do all these wonderful things with them with hopes that one day they'll be decent human beings perhaps be there for us in our later years. Carry on our legacy, maybe. Absolutely. Um, carry on the family name. Yes. Um, and, and something happens too often, though. The adult children ask for what is called boundaries. Be careful with that word, right? Yeah. I mean, I've used it too, and and not until I really fully dug a little deeper on boundaries and with other people and other, you know, understandings of boundaries that I was like, wow, maybe I was drawing my own boundaries, even with like your own career or neighbors. It's not just family, but man, when you draw those boundaries with family, it's, it's tight, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you think of a fence in your yard that's a boundary, right? You don't you don't want people to cross through that. And if you're drawing a boundary like that with your own family members, they're not going to come within a hundred miles. There you go. Of That's that boundary. the key right there. So, and you know, our adult children they don't want us as parents. It was so good for them as they're as they're being raised and they're moving through their years in school and their high school years and their college years and maybe into young young, young adult professional, and they um, at some point they say. Uh, you know what? Your injection of your opinion, your wisdom, your knowledge is not appreciated. Whatever form that takes, right? Into their now fully capable lives, right? I have to laugh out loud at that because um, we're never, I mean, even in your 50s, 60s, 70s, you don't have everything you need to to be successful. You should always be learning. And if you think you've learned it in your 20s and 30s, I've got a wake-up call for you. That's, that's right. coming for you. Or fifties um, and sixties, because like I, we, we're so close with my mom and dad. Praise Jesus for that. Yeah, Not for just sure. mile-wise, but like, you know, we know we can have conversations with them, and it might get a little, and I, I want to say intense, but heated, or you know, I don't know. Maybe those are kind of strong words, but like we share, and we don't. We don't get offended, and right. but we yeah. might stand our grounds. We'll stand our both, grounds, right? But we also understand that somebody in their seventies, eighties has every right to be 
the way yeah. they are, right? I mean, my parents They've are, earned it. Yeah. My, for sure. My parents are turning 80 in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so so but, when do when do parents become an afterthought? You mentioned they don't. you could turn 80 in a couple of weeks. Right. Well, when do they become an afterthought? Never. Well, they Why do. would they ever? They do. This is this is what happens, right? Um, we become irritants hmm. because you know, as we discussed today uh, after the gym, is that are maybe the the adult children are involved in things and decision makings that um, they know are wrong, hmm. but they're unwilling to change. True. And if a yep. parent calls them out on it or speaks justice to them they get called out and they're not ready to make that change. So therefore we're the people that are injecting ourselves. Um, and there's, there's no value placed on, on that. So we have to be really careful as both um, parents and as our adult children. So the thing that happens though, is that we as parents agree to these requests of our adult children, right? Mm-hmm. And we stop. We become guilty of the same sin that David committed. And it was his greatest sin. Again, it was abdicating our roles as parents. He quit, and his family destroyed itself from the inside. Absolutely devastating. And, like, no age is no age is too old or too young to stop injecting or stop. That's right. We should never stop. Injecting. Offering our yeah. wisdom and knowledge, right? That's right. As we talked on our previous podcast about wisdom. So so why do parents quit on their children? Laziness? Frustration, mm-hmm. maybe? Um, we're not committed to doing the hard things. Uh, one thing I notice about this culture today is that nobody wants to do the hard things, right? Your grandma used to say that growing old is not for sissies. Yeah, she right. Did. That is More wisdom, right? Yeah. She was willing to do the hard thing. Sometimes we just stop caring. We're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all do your own thing. Mm-hmm. We're good. You do you. We'll do. We'll do us. And we become selfish, right? Um, we honor our children's request, and and we use that as a weapon. I can honestly say I probably have done this, right? Mm-hmm. To justify, I was indignant that our children would do something like that for us, right? Because we speak from experience, right? We don't just speak from an opinion. Um, so basically it was like, you asked me to do this, so I did it. I honored your request, mm-hmm. right? Guess what I did? I abdicated my responsibility as a parent. Just in that brief moment, yeah. I did. Not that I really wanted to, uh, but I was so offended that they asked me to do that and out of my own selfishness Mm -hmm. and my own hurt feelings or maybe the dishonor that I felt sure or the dishonor that I thought my children were showing me maybe I misunderstood right that happens absolutely um I abdicated Hmm. so parents say uh well let's see how they do without us let them make their own decisions right without our wonderful wisdom and knowledge, let them succeed or fail all on their own, which they're going to do anyways, right? But we can't be um, so quick to fail. What are the consequences sure. of quitting? King David's biggest sin caused an irreparable effect and destroyed his family. We end up as unfinished men and women because our parents abdicated. John Eldridge is one of my favorite authors. He wrote... Well, he's written several books, but um, Wild at Heart, Father by God, 
and um, one I can't remember right now. Um, I apologize for that. I'll, I'll fix that on the next podcast. But he, he, he talks about how we all need to be fathered. And here's what he says. So his, his dad was gone for 30 years from some point. And I want to encourage you to read the book, Father by God and Wild by Heart, Wild at Heart. But he says, I don't want to live fatherless anymore. You see, we need fathering still, all of us, more than we know. There are many places in us yet orphaned, many places that need initiation into manhood. And this is, a, this is true of the 70-year-old man as it is of the 16-year-old boy. We are unfinished men. We're unfinished people. I love that. He didn't have a father that would constantly wow. pouring into him. So mm. um, it, it's important. Um, consequences mm. are broken relationships, broken families. Maybe your eulogy will read something like this. My father or mother never engaged or invested in me. Whether they start with that or they end with that, it's still the same. Boundaries, you mentioned it earlier. You set a boundary and no one will come a thousand miles Mm -hmm. within a thousand miles of that boundary. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. For the the person that set the boundary, they don't want to cross that line. For sure. For sure. So it it causes irreparable damage. Um, So interesting thing, right? So the bookstore we went to in Jacksonville a few few weeks ago, I picked up a book. Um, It's a book of poems. And there's a a poem called Glass Houses by Edwin Arlington Robinson. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it for you. Um, Glass Houses. Learn if you must, but do not come to me. For truth of what your pleasant neighbor says, behind you of your looks or of your ways, or of your worth and virtue generally. If he's a pleasure to you, let him be, being the same to him, and let your days be tranquil, having each other praise, and each his own opinion peaceably. Two others once did love each other well, yet not so well, but that a pungent word from each came stinging home to the wrong ears. The rest would be an overflow to tell, surely, and you may slowly have inferred that you may not be here a thousand years. I encourage you to really dwell on that and what was being said. There's two conversations going on and two very different outcomes of those conversations. So, conclusion. Don't quit. Do not quit. If you quit, we will never get to the next with your children. If you abdicate, you will never achieve to the next in your life. If you quit, getting to the next will never happen. And it becomes easier and easier to never get to the next. So true. Whatever that is. It becomes a generational curse. And your children will never get to the next in their own lives. What will your legacy be? Your your kids, whatever the age, even adults, need their parents to invest in them, to guide them, to be the mentor. Never stop speaking honest, justice, truth and more importantly never stop speaking jesus to them even if they ask for it or seem to not appreciate it even when they tell you not to keep going Mm, so true galatians 6 9 Mm -hmm. let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up we would rather them be mad at us for investing too much than not at all 
Thanks for listening. Now let's get to it. Let's get to the next piece. As always, you can see us on or get to us by uh, going to to tothenext.buzzsprout.com. Facebook at tothenext.net. Email to the next 777 at gmail.com. Instagram at to the next 777. And don't forget our sponsors, Patreon. You can find us at to the next. And we have um, we have to give recognition to our music. It's M33 Project Folk Ports is our music to close this out. So peace to everyone. And we look forward to bringing you the next podcast next week. <laughs>